We are not called to live on yesterday's breakthrough. <laughs> Every single day has plenty of miracles, opportunities, invitations, but most of the time we're too busy looking at yesterday or tomorrow to see the one from today. Hi, welcome to Focus on Progress, the podcast for you, the online business owner who wants to see more progress in your business, in your life, and in the lives of those you lead. I'm Richard Relston. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who are doing amazing and interesting things. And you'll also hear that their journey has not always necessarily been straightforward and easy. They've often had to face difficulties and figure out how to overcome them. We'll uncover the thoughts and ideas that have enabled them to move forward and make progress despite the challenges. Today, I'm chatting with Diane Cunningham-Ellis. Diane is an author, entrepreneur, and former counselor. While Diane was practicing as a counselor years ago, she faced a horrific situation that caused her life to spiral out of control and led her to the brink of suicide. But with the help of prayer, her faith, and the community she surrounded herself with, she bravely rebuilt her life. She now helps Christian businesswomen get the breakthroughs they need to build and scale their businesses. In this episode, we chat about the situation that almost destroyed her, how being part of a supportive community is so important to personal growth and realizing your true potential. We talk about facing resistance and how our ego can get in the way of us seeing new opportunities. We talk about how the stories we tell ourselves impact the way we see the world. And Diane shares with us her three-part brave recipe for getting the breakthroughs you're after. This is the story of an amazing woman who is rewriting the story of her life and teaching others to do the same. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the podcast today. Great to have you here. Hi, Richard. Super excited to talk with you. I know we always have a lot of fun when we talk together and so much to chat about. So, Just so we can get our listeners up to speed quickly, what are you passionate about at the moment? What's driving you? (laughs) Well, I am driven by helping Christian women entrepreneurs to build their business, scale their business, and actually starting to get them with having some breakthroughs. Super passionate about that right now. Yeah. So is this a relatively new thing for you? Have you been doing this for a while? Gosh, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, gosh, over uh, a couple of decades at this point. Wow. And I've had a couple, yeah, a couple different versions of that, but I've uh, been helping Christian women entrepreneurs in various forms and fashions for, uh, gosh, 15, 15 plus years. That is that's amazing. Have you had a number of different businesses or are you just, are you still doing the same thing? I have had a couple memberships and I'm about to launch another, just launched another one. Really? I had an associate, <laughs> yes, I had an association for seven years that I created and founded the National Association of Christian Women Entrepreneurs, which uh, is still going. And I successfully sold that in 2017 which was another just learning experience. I had no idea how to create a membership or an association. I certainly had no idea how to sell one. And so that, that was fascinating to walk through. Uh, And so, yeah, as I bring my, um, as a former counselor, I 
how I'm excited okay. because I'm able to weave my counseling skills and to help all of my clients because really we need a lot of we need a lot of mindset shifts no yeah. matter what business we have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you've been doing this for 15 years and, and I didn't I didn't realize that you'd been doing this for quite so long, you're obviously really passionate about it. What got you interested in that particular niche or that particular aspect of business? Why did you want to run a business in that area? Basically, because of my counseling career and losing my client to suicide, I had a let me let me backtrack here. Sure. Yeah, because you just you just opened a story loop there that not necessarily everybody listening to this is going to know about. So maybe you could fill us in on that. And so so let's back up. Let's back up. Uh, yeah. Let's go back yeah. to you became a counselor, and let's talk about that story. And then this issue with a client that was absolutely devastating, and and then let's jump forward. So so let's back Perfect. up the bus. So I became a counselor because I needed counseling so desperately and, and the counselors in my world helped me so much when I was uh, in high school and in college. And I just saw this great desire in me to connect and really I began helping uh, helping and serving and, and using these skills as a counselor coach long before I had a title for that, long before I had a degree, long before I had my uh, counseling cert certification. And so I got a job in a hospital as an employee assistance program counselor at a hospital. And I did that for five years. And uh, I also on the side launched a private practice. It was because of those two things that I met a client who ended up choosing suicide. Wow. <clears throat> And so as a result of that, Richard, I was sued. Uh, a year later, I was sued by his wife. I went through a legal battle. And really all of that is what culminated in me basically losing my ability to be a counselor oh and being, being named with a malpractice lawsuit and walking through that for four years. And so ultimately, it ended up with me really kind of looking for my purpose. And that's what led me to coaching and becoming a life purpose coach at that time, which has led to all these other roads that have been after that. So that must have been devastating, Diane. Where was your head and your heart at at that time? I mean, you've put your life and your career into counseling and helping somebody, and it's literally turned back and not just bitten you, but it's almost destroyed you. What did that feel like at the time? Well, there's been two times in my life, Richard, that I've felt suicidal. And I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go straight down into the, the hole here. And that was one of those times in my life. After that lawsuit, losing my career, uh, having spent all this money on my career, mm. my master's degree, and really coming to the end of this and not being able to find a job, uh, not being able to do my do what I had just trained so hard to do, and really feeling like a burden. Uh, so there was wow. a lot of deep, dark pain during that time, Richard. And really, it was a defining moment in my whole career of 
uh, I've felt for many, many years after that and still struggle with feeling like I've had to pay the price of that man's death and not being able to earn, uh, struggling with under earning because of that and really feeling mm. like almost having to give my, give away my time, gifts and talents for free uh, in order to kind of pay a penance. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. That is so, that is crazy. That is crazy hard. We all go through stuff, but this sounds absolutely horrendous. And yet you sit here, we're chatting and you seem pretty well adjusted. Well, <laughs> I mean, how did you overcome that? How did you come back from that? I came back from that through a lot of my faith, my you know, my prayers, faith, a community. I, I wholeheartedly can't survive without a community to help me. Uh, even at early stages after that, the counselors that I worked with were very supportive. They basically said, you need to get back into that counseling room, get back on the horse. Mm. Uh, you know, there's going to be somebody in your journey that will do this. It's not your fault, even though, you know, it, I could have owned it as my fault. And in some parts of me, I, I still, you know, uh, struggle with that. But my faith community counseling, all of those different pieces, and just learning to take the next step and one day at a time, you know, to walk through that and begin to rebuild. And I know I believe one of the great gifts of my life is helping women start again, rebuild, yeah. uh, survive and overcome. Yeah, absolutely. So you've talked about three things in there, your prayer, your faith and your community. So how does prayer help you specifically? Prayer helps me remember that I'm not the boss of everything. <laughs> right. And that for me, I work for the big G. I work for God. And I have, um, I, uh, you know, my God is my employer. And I'm called to use my gifts, talents, and services to show up and serve the world with what he's given me. And so... You know, and sometimes that's as a volunteer. Uh, and sometimes, you know, and, and thankfully I've learned how to make some money <laughs> over the years. But basically what I have to remember is that it's not about me. It's much bigger than that. It's much bigger than my my bank account. It's much bigger than that one event that happened to me. And it's much bigger than just even one client at a time. I have a platform that God's given me that I'm called to use for good. Right. So you really feel like you're part of something way bigger than just yourself. Yes. And and it sounds like you feel like this is a real calling on your life. Yes, sir. Wow. Okay, let's talk about the second one. Faith. How does faith play into this then? I mean, do you, do you mean this in terms of having a Christian faith, a religious faith, or is it faith and hope? about the future? I believe it's both. Uh, I believe that faith is really why entrepreneurs do what we do. We have, we, we see something out of nothing. We, yeah. we create, we create something from just a cockeyed idea. <laughs> and, you know, we can call that inspiration. We can call that faith. It, it's a belief that someone's going to come if I throw this party. 
or if I create this app, or if I build this membership, there's a faith that I'm walking forward with that uh, if I need this, other women, men, people, groups need this as well. And so, yes, it's about my uh, my religious beliefs, but it, it's bigger than that. It's a faith in humanity. Right. And, and I want to come back to that uh, aspect there because you have just created in the last week, you've just created something brand new. So, so we're going to come on to that, uh, which is really exciting. Let's go to the third thing you talked about, community. How, how did community play into effectively your healing, your healing journey mm -hmm. from that really dark place, that black hole, through to where you are now, helping other women work through challenges and become all that you believe they've been created to be? Tell me about mm -hmm. the community aspect of it. I love community so much and it's woven into so many pieces of my life. I mean, one of the main communities I'm a part of is I'm in recovery from alcoholism. And that alone is one giant community that I'm a part of that happened uh, almost nine years ago. And that is a community of, of healing, of learning, of changing habits and and that's just one. Um, I'm a part of a mastermind that I'm in with you. That's another community. I've created these different communities. So for me, I cannot go into Lone Ranger style. Lone Ranger style is isolation. Lone Ranger does not have any healing. It That takes me down into depression, anxiety. And, and really what I know to know is that we heal in community, we learn in community, and I'm going to thrive in community if I'm willing to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, that's my experience too, Diane, is that often I am out there on the cutting edge. I'm trying to create something new. I'm an entrepreneur. I have these dreams and visions and aspirations, and, and I, I move forward in faith, as we've talked about, and, and I also pray about this stuff a lot, right? You, we've talked about that. And I also know that community for me is a huge part of it. When I start to doubt myself, I have these people in my different communities who know me well, who believe in me, and, and often who believe in me more at that particular point in time than I believe in myself. And that is so powerful, right? so huge and and it's just that mirror i need a, i need a mirror uh, a mirror to show me and remind me on the days that i forget or on the days to use your word that i feel like rubbish <laughs> yeah that um that i am not rubbish and that i have done these amazing phenomenal transformative things and that but I, I, we call it a quick forgetter we call it a quick forgetter that yeah, I have a quick forgetter. I have a great forgettery. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, I know how to do this. Why do I act like I don't know how to do this? I know, right? Isn't that crazy? What What is that? What do you think that is? What is that? It. It's just we are taught to be so humble. We're taught to uh, not boast and not act like we all know all these things. But... I think we we over we're overthinking our life, and we make it so challenging. And um, because we want to do it so well, we want to we want to, I mean, we want to show up with our best self. And often showing up as my best self is me being 
the imperfect vulnerable self. Yeah, I, absolutely. I've just been reading The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, mm. and he talks I about resistance. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic book. I've known about it for a few years, but only just picked it up in the last few days. And I just see my experience in that book so well. It's like there is just resistance. It's mm -hmm. there. It's everywhere. It's trying to pull me down. It's trying to stop me bringing to the world all that I believe I have to bring to the world. And I, we've talked about this a lot, and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and that is that I totally believe that we all have way more potential than we realize we have. And we have to realize that potential twice. We have to first realize it in our minds and our hearts. And then when we get a grasp of that and we can start to see that, then we have to realize it into the real world, into the concrete 3D world. And resistance presses against me and tries to pull me down at every step. I, mean, I love that John Mayer song, you know, gravity tries to bring me mm. down. And, and, and it does, you know. Uh, that, that re resistance, it just wants to destroy the faith I have. It wants to destroy the belief that I can actually make this thing happen and create change in the world. And, and not just change for others, but change for me as well. You know, at the end of right. the day, we are entrepreneurs, we're in business to make money. And if we don't make money, we don't put food on the table, we don't put a roof over our head, right? So, uh, there's kind of no dualism in there. It's 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 got to be an and both. We've got to make the money. We've got to have the income so that we can have the impact, right? Mm -hmm. So while wow, we've talked about quite a few things in there already, and I think there's some huge keys. So so what would you say to somebody who is beginning to get on this kind of journey to build something, to to realize a dream that they've had? What what sort of things do you say to these women you work with? Yeah, I, I always refer them back. I call it my brave recipe because I'm constantly uh, talking about choosing brave. And so step number one is be real. Step number two is ask for help. And step number three is take action. And so I would definitely, I mean, th those are the keys to my success right there. And it, if I'm being real, that means I'm out there to the world and I'm, I'm, walking through that resistance, right? I'm walking through the resistance. And we're often talking about our fear of failure, but there's really also this giant fear of success that nobody's talking about. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, we'll come back to that. But I mean, the main thing is that taking action. I am a bold action taker. And so I'm gonna fail faster than the rest of the folks, <laughs> which is good. And I hate it, but I, you know, it's good for me because I need to get things out to market and see if it's going to work. And you've watched me uh, have a few things flop, do a big flopperoo over the last couple months. And that's okay. Uh, it's painful for my ego, but I've also walked through to get to some success now. Yeah, absolutely. So you said there were three things in there. You said be real, ask for help and take action. Uh, you skipped over ask for help. Tell us a little bit more about that one. Well, the ask for help is really the community. The ask for help happens when I'm vulnerable in our mastermind group. 
on a hot seat. The ask for help means I actually go see the doctor or the counselor or the nutritionist. The ask for help was me walking into my first 12 step meeting saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a former counselor. I should know better, but I'm coming in here and I'm going to be, they call it be a bozo on the bus. And I love that term. It's so goofy, but I just need to sit my butt down and be a part of so that's for me that asking for help means I just need to raise, you know, my little flag and say, I have no idea. I've read all the books. I've watched the webinars. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And it really is somehow getting over our own ego and positioning ourselves as a continuous learner, right? Yes. Yes. It's about our ego. It's about walking through that, the big R, the resistance. Yeah, and, and I mean, I know too that like often I think to myself, I should be able to figure this out. I mean, I'm a grown, intelligent adult. I've done hard things before. I should be able to figure this out. So, and, and maybe this is a typical male thing as well. It's like, right, I'm going to dig it in and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to figure this thing out. You know what? I, I do that less and less. And uh, I just go, you know what? I can't figure this out. There will be somebody out there who knows or will give me another idea and away I'll go. The other thing that I've realized too around this is as I start to ask for help and I start to put my ideas out there to a community that I trust and who I know has my back and who probably believes in me more than I believe in myself, or at least that's my experience. um, What I've discovered is that the first idea that I put out there is often not where I end up. (laughs) And it's... uh, it's being prepared to take that risk to go out there with something silly. Although at the time, I don't think it's silly. At the time, I'm totally focused on it. It's totally my passion. And then when the ideas come back, it's like, ah, okay, maybe not. And we do this pivot and and we end up somewhere so much better. And I know that I could not have got there on my own, right? Have, Have you had that experience as well? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of call it the Tetris effect. It's like I'm watching idea number one kind of, you know, come on down the road (laughs) as we're talking about it. And it's changing shapes and it's uh, moving fast. And, and it's, it's good because up there, you know, it needs to sift. It's like the idea needs to sift through. And, and you're right. I have no idea how it will end up or if it'll get thrown off into the I'm not ready for that yet or it's not the right timing for that yet. But without the community, and I believe that, you know, is is, you know, we have to have these sacred circles. I need to have a couple safe havens where I can be so vulnerable to say, hey, uh, take a look at my baby. It's almost like sharing your baby with a group and saying, what is, you know, what do you see here? What do you see here? Yeah, I, I, I had this saying that I used to say a while back, you've only just brought it back into my mind. And that is that a tiger can't see the color of its own spots. Yes. Yes. Right. And if you think about that, a tiger doesn't have spots. Oh, (laughs) right. We can't even see what's right in front of us often. And we think it's this and we say stuff and somebody comes out back to us and say, "Uh, Richard, do you realize a tiger has stripes, not spots? And I'm going, (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, I couldn't even see that and it's right in front of me. I, I'm even saying something and I'm not even hearing the words I'm saying. And then somebody will come back and say to me, hey Richard, just what about think about it this way? And it's like, uh, that's it, it opens new doors. But here's the thing, Diane, and, and this is the thing, I know I've got to do more of this in my life. I've got to be willing to walk through that door. I've got to be willing to take the risk, open that door and see what's on the other side and have people comment on that and into my life about that. And and it's scary opening that door because mm -hmm. it's like, well, what are people going to think of me doing this? What If I bring that question up or if I say that or if I say I'm thinking about, what are people going to think about me? That's ego, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and it's, you know, it's that, that old saying that... Uh, your heart is where your treasure is. And, and if I've invested a whole lot of time and energy and money and thought into a particular area, then my heart's there. And if somebody goes attacking my treasure, they're attacking my heart and I'm going to go after them, right? I gotta be, mm -hmm. I've got to learn increasingly almost every day to go, hold on, hold on, Richard. That might be your treasure. But you know what? If you can just get your ego out of the way, if you can stop protecting that, there is so, so much more out there that you can connect with, so much more treasure, so much more value, but you've got to mm -hmm. get your ego out of your way. You've got to stop protecting that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just that willingness, I always uh, pray for the willingness to be willing. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we want to hold on so dearly to our, you know, fancy ideas and, um, and, and, and just, we want to hold on to those old stories, even though they're musty and they're nasty. Somehow it's like we, we get these stories about who we are or what we're capable of. And uh, I mean, as coaches, you and I both, you know, we are called to help ourselves write a new story and help others write a new story and use these simple simple steps to walk to new a new place and it seems so ridiculous but it it's it's hard it's hard to, to go to a new place for all of us yeah it, it is and I think the fact that you've brought up stories or the things we tell ourselves and our own self-talk I'm pondering this a lot at the moment in terms of storytelling but then in terms of also the stories I'm telling myself and what I'm learning is that that's how we derive meaning from the world. We understand the world through the stories that we hear and that we tell each other. And because we then add meaning to those stories, which is kind of arbitrary, the story we tell ourselves or that we hear may or may not mean such and such, but we add meaning to that. And then that defines how we start to see the world. And then we start to act and behave from that position. And it may not have anything to do with the truth, but if we can start to see the world differently by telling ourselves a different story, then we act and we behave differently. And then of course we get different outcomes. So I, I'm really passionate about looking at the stories that we tell ourselves and also how powerful stories are to help shift mm -hmm. the beliefs in others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been learning a lot about that as well, just with uh, some of the books that you and I are both reading mm -hmm. and really practicing sharing 
my story in new ways on some of my platforms and podcasts and social media. And not that there are new stories to tell, but remembering that not everybody, not everybody knows your story. It's okay to share it again in a new way or with a new insight, because as we're evolving, my story changes. So does yours. The way I even see something from three weeks ago is different than I saw it, you know, two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, to, to allow myself that permission that I'm not who I used to be and my future self, she, she will know what to do. She will know what to do. I don't need to worry about her. She's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, a future Diane is an amazing person. You are going to be really impressed and really blown away when you meet future <laughs> Diane. I guarantee it. Good, good. <laughs> you're, you're excited about that, right? <laughs> so what is the new story you're telling yourself now then about who mm. you are and what you're capable of? I just launched a new membership and the new story I'm telling about that is that it's wildly successful. It's called the Business Breakthrough Society. And uh, I have old stories about my past memberships that were holding me hostage. Oh, and so I was, yeah, I was getting stuck in some old stories about what the what that meant and what it what it says about me and all sorts of things. And so the new story is I'm a successful business breakthrough society founder and guru, and that my job is to welcome women one at a time, one at a time, not by the hundreds, <laughs> not by the hundreds, but hey, if God sends them in the hundreds, that's fine too. But that one person at a time is how I've built my entire business mm. and that it's okay to, uh, to just serve the world in that way uh, as a successful membership owner. That's really exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the story. We will come back in the future and, and talk about this and see what happened. So for somebody who's listening to this and they might be asking themselves, well, well, that's great, Diane. Man, you've come from this like you're an amazing person and you had this horrendous thing happen to you and now you're doing this. You've obviously changed your story. You've given your life new meanings through the stories you're telling yourself. How do I do that? What are the steps that I go through to redefine the story of my life or, or tell a new story about my life? What advice would you give people? I would just, again, go back to that uh, brave recipe just to, you know, to, to keep going back to being real and you know asking for all the help you need and then taking bold 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 action bold action i mean the the clincher there is that action taking uh movement next tiny step to move me forward because i'm certainly i'm not going to change anything by just listening or staring at the you know or, or liking somebody else's post i have to actually go out and do the thing and so I would just tell someone listening that let's let's take action together. Let's get into motion. Right, that's really interesting. So what I hear you saying is that you're not necessarily projecting out into the future what your story is going to be, although you are doing a little bit of that because obviously you have a vision about what it's going to be. 
but you're taking action now and then you're starting to describe in story what has just happened and use that as evidence of change and the direction that you're going in. In other mm. words, you're not just telling a new story about yourself, you're creating a new story of your life yes. by the actions you take. Yes. That's hugely powerful because that means that you have the ability to change your life. You have agency to make things different in your life and you do mm -hmm. it by taking steps, moving in the direction that you want to go, taking action, and then you reflect on that, right? And that becomes your new story. Yeah, and, and truly that's what I believe, that's what I want to teach women. They, every single day we get a new chance. We get a new chance to look for the breakthrough, to have the breakthrough that's already in front of them. Maybe they aren't seeing it, but it's right there. And just begin to embrace that one breakthrough from today and carry it with you to tomorrow and look for the new breakthrough tomorrow. We are not called to live on yesterday's breakthrough. <laughs> I mean, even though that's going to give us some evidence, every single day has plenty of miracles opportunities, invitations, but most of the time we're too busy looking at yesterday or tomorrow to see the one from today. Yeah, and we can get stuck there. And so mm -hmm. so you're not talking about rewriting your story. You're talking about actively writing a new story, writing new chapters in the story of your life. Yes. Th that's a fantastic thought. That That is really interesting. So I can decide right now that I'm going to make today different. I'm going to build on yesterday or I'm going to change the way things were yesterday. I'm going to behave differently today. I'm going to take action in a different way today. And that's going to become the next chapter in my new story moving forward. Exactly. Every single day, every day. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. Okay, let's jump to now. You've got this membership that you've just started. Just tell us a little bit about that journey. Uh, it's the baby membership. It just launched and, uh, seven, 17 women came during the super secret launch last week. And I just got to see my new searchy hub. And so, um, I'm not sure where we're going to go with it, Richard, but it's for women that are ready for business breakthrough and want to do that with each other, a community and mastery, uh, mastery of some simple business habits. And um, just re I'm really excited because I get to add in the progress pod accountability groups. I have three women that are ready to lead these at this moment that we're recording this. And that just gives me so much excitement about what's to come. Uh, that is hugely exciting. You, you are going to be amazed at the progress that your people are going to make. It, it's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to hear those mm -hmm. stories. Me too. Me too. And I mean, I believe that that gives the uh, extra, extra value to the membership. And I understand that deeply now in a way I didn't understand even just three weeks ago. So there's a new story that you're creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that is so exciting. Diane, it has been amazing talking <laughs> with you today. We are going to come back in the future. I, I think there's so much more we could talk about. If people wanted to contact you, how can they contact you? Where, where's the like the single easiest place for them to contact you? The easy place is dianecunningham.com. 
Great. We'll put that in the show notes and people can connect with you there. So just as we come to the end now, what what one thing would you say to people? What one thing would wrap up everything that we've talked about here today? Be brave today. Be brave today. Be brave today. I love that. Thank you, Diane. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Wow, what an inspiring story. I particularly like Diane's three-part brave recipe. Be real, ask for help, and take action. So what were your takeaways? I'd love you to send me a message and let me know what you got out of this conversation. You can do this by clicking the Video Ask link in the show notes below. Video Ask is a cool app where you can leave me a message. I'd especially like to know your thoughts on this episode, but feel free to share whatever you'd like to. I'm always up for a chat. And if you leave me your email address, I will message you back. As I'm sure you've realized, I'm passionate about helping people make progress. One of the ways I do this is by helping membership owners and course creators set up progress pod accountability groups that use the next tiny step method. If you'd like to find out more about the Progress Pod Accountability Group system and how it can help your people make more progress faster and increase your membership retention, go to richardrelston.com. There's a link in the show notes. And if you've heard something in this episode that you thought was interesting, helpful or valuable, I'd really appreciate it if you would take the next tiny step and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. You might also like to share this podcast with a friend. Please remember to hit that subscribe button. Until next time, remember to use the next tiny step method to help you focus on progress because it's your tiny steps taken consistently over time that will enable you to produce massive results.